still working at the flame. Now I'm in radio a little bit, like um, I'm training, but it's still a weekend part-time role. So I'm like, ah, I'm used to this bread, bread. I'm still in the flame, right? right? The, the trap had its hold on me. family, and you know what time it is. We are back in the trap, and I want to welcome you to How to Beat the Trap, our podcast, hosted by me, Jay Morrison, and I want to introduce you guys to my uh, beloved guest, my sister, the queen, Bree Renee. What's up? Entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hey, Jay, thanks actress, for having me. Actress, radio personality. Yeah. All that phenomenal queen. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the trap. Man, thank you for welcoming me to the trap. Yeah, you know, I ain't out no with stranger to the trap. I know you ain't no stranger to that new new. This is new new in real life. <laughs> in real life, like I need my credits for that movie. You wrote it about me, right? So, Queen, um, thank you for coming through. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for our audience, uh, the trap is defined as a program or system that is meant to entice or entangle you, but secretly for the benefit of another. Mm. Right, And so what we do is we bring an extraordinary guest on, entrepreneurs, overachievers, who have either circumvented, beat, ran through, or got out of some of America's most infamous traps. Right, right, right. right. So we're going to discuss that today. And how I like to do in the trap, just like if we was on a run together and we've seen that we was about to get boxed in, right. we got back about it, that thing. All right, right, right. So where I want to start is, I want to start with who Brie Renee is. Brie Renee from the A, who you are today, um, personally, professionally, tell everyone about just all the amazing things that you're doing. And um, I want to interview you and then we want to talk about how you got there next. But first I want to talk about like your, your, your platform right now, the amazing things you're doing. We know you just were in BMF yeah. uh, as an actress and we know that you're on the radio and all of that. But tell them all about those things and um, you know, who Brie is. So what's up, y'all? Welcome, you know, hi. Thank you for inviting me into the trap. Thank you, Jay, for that lovely intro. My name is Brie Renee. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. That's why I go by Brie Renee from the A. That's my radio personality name. I'm a radio personality on Streets 94.5 FM here in Atlanta. Actress as well. Been in a couple things. You know, BMF just aired. Done a lot of tales on BET as well. Um, producing now with Queen Ernestine. We got some things in the works. So definitely got my producer hat on, entrepreneur as yeah. well. Definitely um, have a couple businesses, Higher Being Society, where I sell my waist trainers, my fitness book, and I talk about how I lost 45 pounds and maintained it. That was a trap, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't get Whole to that. Another trap. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's who I am. But overall, I just love people, man. I'm a people person. Um, I'm super open to like having type of conversations like this and just educating people. So awesome. that's where I am now. Awesome. I love yeah. it. So, um, radio personality in like Black Mecca, Atlanta's, you know, one of the popular cities in America. I love my city. Like, when people think about Atlanta, I feel like you have to understand the jewels and gems that Atlanta has to offer. And being born and raised here, I love Atlanta so much. That's why I was like, I'm Brie Renee from the A so much, I got it tatted on me. Like, it's in my blood. <laughs> What's so funny? Like, you do a little bankhead bounce when you yes, say that, too. I'm Brie Renee from the A. Renee from the A. You got to know. I love Atlanta so much. There's no other place like it, like you said, the Black Mecca. Tell our audience, what are some gems in Atlanta? Like, if they've been, 
like, well, why should someone come to Atlanta? What, 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 what's here? I know everybody's like, we all fool, don't move here. But I'm always trying to encourage our people to move to Atlanta because there's no other city where you can find a, a population of black entrepreneurs, black business owners, um, and just the community of black people that are helping working together, as well as like the civil rights movement. Civil rights movement started here and just mm -hmm. the heartbeat of the civil rights movement, um, just our history, and even some of the things like Manor Jackson and our mayors have put in place for black black entrepreneurs to succeed for decades to come. I feel like there's no other city that was as um, proactive about thinking about black people in our future. So I feel like we've really benefited that benefited off of that over these past 50, 60 years. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I, I get offended when people come here and don't really like do justice, do right by Atlanta. Like it's like, nah, come here and and don't bring all that crime and, and right. stuff. Add you value. Right, add value. Come network. It's so many people that you can network and meet here. You can you can touch anybody that you've ever thought of working with. They're gonna come to Atlanta and there's it's they're accessible. So like don't take it for granted. Gotcha. So so how'd you get into being a radio personality? I want to talk about that one, because that's like for you it might seem common, but for me I just, I think it's amazing. I just grew up listening to like Wendy Williams and grew up listening to Angie Martinez, mm -hmm. right? Like Hot 97 in New York and all that kind of stuff. And the radio personalities, although you didn't get to see them as much back then, and now. Mm -hmm. Now we got Instagram, social media. Right. Yeah. So like now you're like, you're, you're out there and, and you're beautiful. So like that adds all to it, yeah, right? Thanks. The, 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 yeah. So, but it's like to be a radio personality in a, in a major city where people are hearing your voice every day on their commutes to work and in their households and all of that. But how'd you get into that? And like, what was your aspiration there? Um, so I always knew I was going to be in radio. It's, it's crazy. I used to have this, I used to listen to Joyce Littell growing up. If you're okay. from Atlanta, she was on V103. She had the quiet storm. Okay. So I used to go to sleep listening to her. I loved music my entire life. So music was my first love, really. And I knew I couldn't sing. I knew I couldn't rap. <laughs> I really went good. At, what am I doing over what here? What am I doing with the music? So um, I used to go to sleep listening to Joyce Littell. And every night I would have like, Every so often, I would have this reoccurring dream. I would see myself in the studio. Wow. And But I would be hearing her voice. So when it was time to go to college, I really didn't know what else to choose. I was like, all right, I'm going to just do mass comp. Went to um, Grambling first. Shout out to my Gramlinites. And then I came back and finished at Georgia State, which I finished in film and television. I was like, oh, I eventually want to go in there. So I started growing my social media following. Really, that was it. And telling my story about how I lost weight first. And I was going viral on that. And then I actually got invited on to two radio stations here in Atlanta within the same month. Like, wow. what, back to back, one... Um, were, you, were you putting in uh, applications or, like, No, interviews? no, no, I got asked to come on from Jay Nix on Hot 107.9 first as Model Mondays. Okay. He had Model Mondays. So I was just a cute Instagram model girl. That's what they thought. Right. <laughs> right? He was like, let's bring her on as Model Mondays. And then the next week, I had Bay, I was invited as Bay of the Week on Streets 94.5. And so both of those stations I went on, I already knew what my dreams were. Mm -hmm. I already had this big personality. So I walked in pretty much like it was an interview wow. and, and just had so much personality. You know, guys that try to, you know, when you're when you a guy on the radio and they think you're a cute girl, they kind of like, 
try to like down you or I don't know, like hit you with jazz, but I'm coming right back at him. Like right, I'm, right. I'm hanging with the dudes. So both of the program directors actually, after those interviews, they both pulled me aside and was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing radio? We loved your voice. Wow. You seem so comfortable. You have this personality. So I was like, yeah, that's what I went to school for. And they both were like, let's, uh, they both offered me training, basically intern positions. We'll train you. We don't have a position for you right now, but we'll teach you. Board ops will teach you everything you need to know. And I took both opportunities. I don't know if, I, if anybody else should do that, but <laughs> I took both opportunities at the time because I was like, hey, I ain't no contract with nobody. So right. I'm going to go here on Wednesdays. I'm going to go there on Thursdays and learn whatever I can learn from both of them. Learned. And then um, one of them, Streets found out. They were like, oh, we're going to put you on suspension. You got to figure out what you want to do. And uh -oh. I made... <laughs> you got to choose a man. You got to choose who you wanted to be. So I made my decision and I've been with Streets ever since. That was like maybe six, seven years ago now. Wow, that's amazing. So, okay, there's a couple of little layers here, yeah, right? So yeah. you were... Let's talk about the losing 45 pounds and, and, and losing weight piece. Like, um... And we're going to get into some of your upbringing, but... So you found yourself several years ago... Yeah. I heavier was, than you wanted to be. Yeah. I was heavier my whole life. So I was 200-plus pounds in high school. Wow. I was the girl who tried out for dance team, and they told me, like, hey, if you want to be on this dance team, you got to lose 15 pounds to even be in the uniform. Like, that was... Weight was always the issue for me. So um, wow. after high school, I remember... I mean, after college, I was in college. I came home for Christmas, and I'll never forget, it was like... I was probably like 22, and I had on some red slacks. And as soon as I walked in, my grandma, Southern grandma, y'all said, woo, what size are those pants, right? And when she said that, I was like, oh, no, see, you rule, and I'm about to lose some weight because y'all got me messed up. <laughs> How much were you weighing in? I was, my heaviest, 225. 225. 225. I'm 5'9", so most people be like, oh, I couldn't tell. I didn't know. It's like, no, you saw it. You saw it. <laughs> but yeah, so I went on this journey to just get fit, get fine. That was my first vision board I probably actually made. I put Beyonce abs, J-Lo butt. Like, I had my whole body put together. You know what I mean? What I wanted, and I just really went hard at it. Lost the weight. And from losing the weight, I just gained so much confidence in, in myself. And I feel like that weight loss journey really changed my mindset. Right. And that changed my life forever. So, and I don't regret ever being the size that I was because unlike most beautiful girls, what I hear is I, I have a personality. So I feel like because I was heavier, it forced me to not rely on beauty. Like right. I had to be cool. Looks wasn't your thing your nah, whole life. Right, right. <laughs> Looks was not the thing. Nobody was looking at me like, yeah, she's fine, sexy, none of that. So it was like I definitely had to rely on my personality, but that helped once I lost the weight and I was invited on as this cute model girl. You know, they looking at me just to be cute, sit there all quiet. And, but I'm like, nah, I got this big personality. I got to right, get out. Right, right. So, yeah. So you're like, yeah, like a model fine now with a big girl personality. Right, right, right. And that really helped me. That really did help me. So. That's, that's awesome. So, and I can imagine, um, as you mentioned, not only like, okay, you could look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, I look good. I'm getting more maybe compliments or whatever. But the fact that you set out on a goal, a pretty aggressive goal, yeah. and meet that goal had to build some confidence in you just achieving something. Yeah, and it taught me, like, you could really do anything, like, discipline. My, I come from, like I said, a Southern family. Everybody pretty much overweight if you look at my family, you know what I mean? And so just to really go against and change everything I was taught or eating habits, eating all your, you know what I mean? Like, it's the little things is the don't even get up from the table until you finish eating all your food. It's like, nah, but I'm full. You know what I mean? Like, you really, I really had to reprogram my mind when it came to how I talked to myself, even how I dated. 
Right. I was dating like a big girl. You know what mm. I mean? Kind of accepting stuff that I wouldn't norm that I would never accept now. Right. <laughs> you know? well, all right. Or, you can treat me like that. All yeah, right. yeah. Just accept or even being the big homegirl, like the mm. big, big, the big girl, like best friend or whatever. Right. I was always, I'll take y'all pictures, I'll hold y'all bags, I'll no, now it's like, no, I got wow. confidence. So it, I really had to change all aspects of my mindset. And that, like I said, gave me the discipline, the willpower, the endurance, and keeping it off. Like, oh, no, once I said I was never touching 200 pounds again, I have never touched 200 pounds again. Right. I was like, I'm never, even, I ain't had no kids yet, but I was like, even when I have a baby, I do not want to see 200. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get pre-baby weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, though. I, I didn't expect the interview to kind of go that way, but actually what popped in my mind was just thinking about people in our audience, men or women, who might be suffering from the obesity trap. Yeah. For right? sure, it's a trap. And, and, and just the food trap and just how we're all taught, to, you know, many of us taught to eat and just the fried foods and the bad foods. Right, and just or convenient foods. And, yeah. yeah. So what are some of the, like, top three things that you did in, in lifestyle change that helped you beat that obesity trap? Mm, one of my things that I feel like I, people don't realize is, like, we don't have to, you don't have to deprive yourself. You just have to find a new healthy substitution. Okay. So, like, it, it, it never worked for me when I would try to just go cold turkey from sweets. Like, sweets are my thing, right? I could never just, oh, I'm not eating sweets for six months. No, I had to find something that tasted sweet that would crave, fit, you know, uh, fulfill that craving, but was healthy. So instead of eating chocolate or, or peanut M&Ms, I'm eating grapes or I'm eating almonds. You know what I mean? Something else that, that's comparable. So find something that you like, a, a healthy alternative. Finding healthy alternatives definitely helps with the longevity of maintaining your goals and just realizing, I really, it's so much bad. It's so many things that you can take out of your diet that will make a huge difference. But for me, it was dairy. Like, it's, when I took dairy out, I lost 15 pounds wow. in like 30 days. The 45 days just from taking dairy out. I cleared, and I really did that first because I'm like, my skin, my skin, I keep breaking out. I hated wearing makeup. I was never a girly girl. Again, so I'm like, ugh. But I gave up dairy, cleared my skin, lost the weight. So it was like, it made me realize, like, dang, a lot of the stuff that they tell us is important. Like, oh, you know, you drink a glass of milk a day to make your bones. Right. It made me research all of the stuff that they were like, no, we're actually not supposed to be drinking. <laughs> like, I don't need this cow's milk. Yeah, <laughs> no. So so it's like it made me question and, and, and dig deeper into research. Don't just listen to what everybody is telling you. You know, that's right. been a commercial since we were kids. Yep. Do your real do your own research and figure out. So that's one thing. Do your own research. That's the trap though, right? So they they they, they pump to us, milk does the body good. Yeah. Right. Drink Make your this. bones strong. Yeah. Right. All that. There's no other sources of protein or something. And milk doesn't even have protein in it. Right. Higher being society a wellness brand and community, supporting your evolution into the best version of yourself. Shop our one-of-a-kind waist trainer, rib lining making for a comfortable fit and durable enough for your toughest workouts. Please visit my website, thehigherbeingsociety.com and enter code TRAP, that's T-R-A-P, to get your 15% discount. This is an exclusive discount for How To Beat The Trap fans only, so don't miss out. Right. Or, or, or in calcium, doesn't even have like sufficient level of calcium, but who's that benefit? Right, right. The, so the companies, right, and entices and entangles us. Right, all, all growing up, we see Trap. the little kid with the, with the muscle and drink milk. But so it entices and entangles us and make us think that we should be drinking milk and eating cheese and doing all of this, mm -hmm. and it benefits the dairy industries. But 
strictly for the benefit of them, yeah. while we are the ones that are breaking out and have unhealthy bodies and, and getting obese, lactose and intolerant, weighing with cows weigh. We're not supposed to. <laughs> we're not supposed to do that. Size so, of a calf. <laughs> right, right. So that um, and make making sure you find healthy alternatives as well as let me see another good one. It was hard for me to. How do I even verbalize this? It was hard for me to do something different than what my family was doing. You know, like holidays. And I come, all my family is here in Atlanta. So we eat in dinner together at least once a week. Whether, even if it's not Sunday, we might go out to eat. So it was like to be at a dinner table and everybody's picking out and they, they, you know how we do. Oh, what's wrong with you? Why you not eating? You're ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting ashamed because I'm trying to make better choices. But to making sure, just being strong-minded, like, don't be afraid to do, go against what you've always done. Right. Now, that's what I had to, like, it's okay. You're not weird for that. What allowed you to stay strong in that, though, when you're going against your peers, your family, and, 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 a, and a whole lifestyle of habits? How'd you say that? This motivated? gonna say it sound vain, but I just always knew I was a baddie on the inside. I just always knew, like even in high school, when all the jocks and none of the guys liked me, I used to be like, "You don't know it yet, but you gonna be on my on my tail watch." <laughs> so I just always knew, like it was. You, you, I had a yearning for something deeper inside of me. I knew it was some part of me that I needed to unleash. You know what I mean? And not to go crazy, but I just knew I hadn't reached my full potential. And I just, that desire to show everybody and prove er to myself and everybody that I could be greater than what they saw. Absolutely. You know, I have my own kind of version of that where, like, um, I was kind of like, you know, growing up poor and kind of like I never had the cool clothes. I had the high waters. I never had the, like, I like my grandmother here and there would give me some Jordans when everybody had Jordans. But I never really had, like, all the sneakers. When Tim's came out and up up north, yeah. like I had like a low top Tim's and it wasn't, it wasn't even real Tim's and like, yeah, like it was I was just corny. Without the leather on it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just corny, right? Yeah. And so, um, but I knew I was flying. Yeah, though. you know, you like it's okay. I ain't got it right now. Right, right, right. And then it was like my sophomore year. I remember when that when that that when that, that flip switched when I got a couple of little dollars. And yeah. It was like all right, y'all gonna see like uh, yeah. So I know that feeling when you like have a lot of kind of inner self confidence was not able to show yeah. um just yet. So you were so. You were able to leverage a personal journey and personal goal that then transformed and created an opportunity for you that you didn't even know to be invited in as a model now. Yeah. For Model Mondays. I'm like, model? Where? <laughs> Facts. Especially on Instagram, I just was really consistent with posting. My, my best friend, shout out to Summer, she used to be like, yo, you, like, you have a really dope story. Like, so many women are like you. You should be posting and sharing this more. So I used to get up every day. She Every single day, she would get up, make me take a pic, like, write, you know, something dope in the caption. It's fashion over pics at this point. Before Instagram had video, right? Right, right. So it's just pictures. Every single day I would post on Instagram for about a year. I grew over 100,000 followers in that first year, and that's when they invited me on. They're looking at who I was at that point. Like, oh, she's a model, but I'm still like, model? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, but I went on, had the personality, and that's how so I got it. So you a model invite in the, what, the Baywatch? Or, or, yeah, or, or, Bay of the Week. It was Bay model. Week. Yeah, yeah, right. Model, so yeah. you get two of those, right, just off your own personal health journey, mm -hmm. which then helped um, kind of compound what you went to school for and yeah. your gifts and gave you an opportunity a radio on a major platform. Major platform. So now you're over a half million followers and growing on, on Instagram and other yeah. platforms. And so where did all kind of click or switch where that, that process started, where you went from just a radio host, right, working kind of with this, this corporation, building your own brand, 
to then be an entrepreneur with the waist trainers and TV production and the Airbnbs and yeah, stocks everything. and uh, everything else you're doing. How'd that kind of flip? So I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. Um, my mom was a city attorney. She was a public defender, but ran for office. And even while she worked at 9 to 5, my mom had uh, uh, S&E auto sales. She sold cars. She sold dirt, like actual dirt. Like she, we had a. She bought a dump truck and was selling dirt to like people who needed dirt. I didn't even know people bought dirt, but um, I could sell water to a well. Man, I'm like really like she. She just hustled my entire. She built every house that we lived in growing up. Like man, many mansions until she got to bigger. Like now she done built an eight million dollar house. You know, so I, I haven't seen it, but I heard about it. Ernestine, like, man, you gotta go to this thing. This yeah, thing yeah, is, it's yeah. crazy, and and it's. I just saw her hustle and grind. So even as a kid, I knew I would be an entrepreneur. Like I would go with my mom. She always had an office. I would go in her office and I would like play like. Like I was being something. Right. I don't know who I thought I was, but I was running a business. So I always had an entrepreneur spirit. I worked since I was fourteen. I got my first. I got a fake ID at fourteen, so I could lie and say I was fifteen, so I could work at Athlete's Foot here. Well, you so, bought that life. Yeah, <laughs> I always. I never not had a job. Um, so I always had the hustle spirit in me. And my grandfather started the Blue Flame, mm. and so I worked it from fifteen up to 28. Well, for our audience here who may not be uh, Atlanta familiar, <laughs> what is the Blue Flame? The Blue Flame is the first black strip club in the city of Atlanta, the longest running strip club, um, black strip club in the city of Atlanta because Pink Pony was out first. But Blue Flame came about before Magic City and we've been running still 50 years now, 47 years, something like that. I ain't never been to the flame, y'all. <laughs> right, but but it, but yeah. So even in high school, I um had little. You know how if your family have a business, you like, oh, can I do the, sweep the floors? Or, you know something what? for like two hundred dollars a week. I was making bank in high school. You couldn't tell me nothing with my two hundred dollars a week. Right. Um. From there, like I said, was in college. Worked as administrative in the back in the flame. Um. And I was really never supposed to waitress. I was mm. never supposed to waitress. I was never supposed to touch the floor. One day, this girl, um, we had a shot girl. She just randomly didn't show up for work. My uncle was like, somebody got to sell this. Somebody, I need, Bri, you do it. I was just there. And he just, you do it. Because he didn't want to miss out. Touched that flow, made that money out. And that was my trap. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'm never looking back. Y'all can't, you can't make me go to the office. It's too much so money So you went to being in a strip club, working administratively. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Doing odd jobs. This yeah. is in college? This is in college. In college, I babysit my cousin that was part of it and I was working in the office so I wrote all the payroll I did payroll checks administrative work signed in the dance strip club payroll yeah strip club payroll that's, right. what I, that's how I started and then I went from shot girl to waitress is this, is this before the weight loss or, uh, or no I was that was before so yeah that was before the weight loss so I hadn't lost weight until I was waitressing and that's kind of that kind of also helped me lose the weight too Cause I seen, oh, it's like rappers and athletes and all these famous guys coming in here, and they not looking at me. They not paying me no mind. Like, like, like I'm not, and I'm like, I got an education. I'm this, I'm that. And right. you rather, oh, it's cause you see their body. Okay, you, that's what you need, body. Okay, I, and it wasn't even about getting with them. It was about the bank. I right. need more money. I need some tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Awesome. So, all right. So you talking about radio host, uh, entrepreneur? And you were working in the entrepreneur spirit in the family's strip the, club business. In, yep, in the in the strip club. And right. from there, that's when I lost when I was waitressing, that's when I lost the weight. 
lost the weight and then got invited on. I'm still waitressing. Got it invited on to the radio station. Still working um, at the Flame, but learning at the radio station. And then I was like, I was doing music after I lost the weight and was in like that that radio environment, I started doing music videos. Okay. So I was a music video girl for about, like, two, three years. And I was like, ah, I done went to school for film and television. It's no way I could just be a cute girl. On I can't never just be the cute girl. Like, right. I gotta say something. Right, right, right. <laughs> just, I got things eat, to say. It, 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 it'll eat me up. <laughs> so um, from there, I was like, dang, I really want to be an actress. And... I'll never forget, Tasha Smith came into the flame. She was scouting it for a movie called When, Love's Kill when Love Kills. And it's a movie about a dancer, so it's based on a true story, and um, for TV One. And when she was scouting it, you know, I'm telling her, like, oh, I love you as, a, as an actress, and you're directing this film. That's super dope. And I always wanted to be an actress, and I went to school for film and television, and I had the eye, so I'm helping her set up the shot for the flame. And that's when she was like, you know what, I'll give you a speaking role. Wow. She offered just never knowing me, gave me a speaking role. I got bit by the acting bug. And then I was like, yo, I'm going to take her class. I took her class for two and a half years, traveling back and forth between here and Atlanta. Because mind you, still working at the Flame. Now I'm in radio a little bit. Like, um, I'm training. I trained for probably like a, a year before I got a time slot on the weekend as a part-timer. But it's still a weekend part-time role. So I'm like, I'm used to this bread, bread. I'm still in the flame. Right. Right? The, the trap had its hold on me. I wasn't really... Did you really... see your tips increase as you lost the weight? And, and, and... For sure. Tips increase, DMs increase, everything increased. The, the dudes at the club hollering at me increased. I started getting dudes that was coming to the club just so I could be their waitress. Like, oh, I seen her on Instagram. I know you and went you know, there. Music, music videos and all yeah, that. Yeah, all just, just baddie, baddie. Yeah, just it was out here. super baddie. And then I'm like, ah, this ain't, I really want to be taken serious now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I got to that point um, where... I was on the fence of, do I do I stay here at the flame? Do I keep making this amazing money, um, meeting all these people? And, of course, it's my family business, so people are like, oh, yeah, you can own this one day. This will be yours. Like, And I just kept looking like, dang, but the furthest I'm going to be is from the floor to the back, back to where I already was. That's... It's not no growth for me. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm always been a person about growth, so I'm like, dang, that's the furthest I can go. I feel like I'm bigger. And my mom always was in my ear about you so much bigger than this club. Don't let wow. this club, like, hold you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. What was your biggest earning week as a waitress in the flame? Oh, I made... I'm trying to think of week. I, I, every time... I, I can think of one night I made, like, 5000 And it was... But it was because Future, Thug, Usher, they had a concert here. And so not only did I make my money that night working, but they wanted to keep the club open. I knew me and Future was real. We was hyped back then. He hit me up like, hey, we coming to the flame after this concert. But, the, you know, the club closed at 3. So he was like, but can you, can you pick me out like 10, 15 girls? And we're going to do a private little thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> at the flame, though. Right. So it was like, okay, yeah. So I got my uncle to be like, okay, yeah, we're going to close down the club at 3. Get everybody out quickly. They, they going to come in. I handpicked out a few girls. And yeah, he gave me like probably like 3500 just for setting it all up. But I had already made fifteen at night. Five, five bands in a night? In a night. I was going home like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell me nothing. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. All right, so let's do a quick trap analysis. I got some more questions for you. Okay. A quick trap analysis. So we got Bree Renee from the A here. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you beat the obesity trap. Yep. Consistently keeping it off. You've been able to manage your way through uh, your own version of the corporate trap. Right. Right, working in the family business, working in other odd jobs, Mm -hmm. and then leveraging um, that uh, environment to actually create a new opportunity for you, and then leveraging radio as a corporate trap to be able to create new opportunities for you, more brand exposure, um, and beat the culture trap. You could have got sucked in to that culture of, of fast money, Man, of, of, of men, just of, of the of the a drug. It's a drug. The adrenaline rush. Yeah. Of, of compliments, of ego, of, yeah. of, of all that. Of, and it's so, but not to cut you off, Jay, but it's so important that you are talking about those aspects of it because when I was like 18, getting ready to go off to college, right? My mom kept drilling at me that she did not want me in the club, and I kept feeling like, is it because you think I'm gonna be on drugs? Like I'm not stupid. Right, I'm not a dr- right. I'm not gonna be on drugs, and no, no guy is ever gonna pimp me. But it, I didn't realize till I was in the trap that no, it's so many other things that are that are pulling mm. at you other than drugs and 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 guys pimping you out. It's, right. Like you said, it's ego, it's adrenaline of getting that money, that fast money. Like the, that's lifestyle. That lifestyle, the increasing your overhead, and now you can't afford to not leave the club. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's so many other layers to it that I didn't know. And, and that's part of the culture trap, right? That we many of us go through as we as we make more money, whether it be uh in the corner trap or culture trap or maybe for women, men, whatever, mm-hmm. we get more money. Then we increase our lifestyles so it can look like somebody else getting more, more money. money. Yeah. And now you got to make more money to keep up the lifestyle that you created for yourself. And then as a woman, it's like, okay, I got this bag. I got these shoes. Yeah. And now these men expect me to look a certain way. And it just comes a vicious cycle and secretly for the benefit of the corporations that we Man, put. Man, look, I'm going to tell anybody out there, even if Talk you are them. in the club, don't listen to what nobody say and live below your means. Save. When I tell you I graduated college debt-free, I bought my first house and paid off a car before I bought myself anything name brand. Mm. Like, I didn't own a pair of red bottoms. Trap bars. I didn't own none of that because I already was conditioned to know, like, how having somewhere a roof over your head, having a car, I had a paid off Mazda and the trap too. Being in the flame, my mom is pulling up in a Bentley, right? So people in the in the flame, dancers used to tell me all the time, like, why are you coming in here with them Air Max on? You driving a Mazda? And your mama got a Bentley, and I'm like, cause that's what my mama can afford. Mm. But I am pulling up in here in these sweatsuits and these, <laughs> you know what I mean, these Nikes, and I'm 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 driving that paid off Mazda. Wow. Because that's what I could afford. What gave you that kind of discipline? Because most people get sucked into the peer pressure. The whole culture trap is all about peer pressure. For sure. It's all about, you know, the last name Jones. The Joneses is doing this. I got to keep up, right? Or this queen pulled up in a, in a, in a little Bentley or, or, yeah. or Benz, whatever. Now I got to try to keep up. What gave you that self-confidence to be like, yo, I'm going to stay within my means even though I could get a man to take care of me and do something else. I could have my mama do something for me or whatever else. What, what gave you that confidence to stay right in your lane? I just, I just always been one that wanted my own. I don't think it's confidence. It's just hunger. Mm. It's like an appetite, like an insatiable appetite. Like I said, since I was 14, I never, we always had, the bills were paid. I didn't have to work, but I wanted to. Right. I wanted, I just always felt, uh, I took a sense of pride in being able to say, no, I did that for me. You know what I mean? Or right. I, got, I got me. I think right. it was just a matter of, and, and my mom really drilled like survival skills into us as kids. Like she talked about, I knew how to write a check at five, six years old. I knew how to balance a budget 
and 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 I knew how much bills cost in elementary school. I wrote out like every my mom would give me her checkbook, give me the bills. I would write it out. It was her money, but I was writing the checks every time we went to the grocery store. I paid. I wrote it out, and it and it taught me so much early on because I used to be telling my sister like, cut that light off. The lights is going. (laughs) You know what I mean. Because this month, it was more than what it was last month. So I feel like teaching your kids about finances early on, that really helped me see. And even when I was in college, I remember it was, I I bought my first house at 22 before I graduated college. Wow. And I remember, because I was waitressing, so I was making all this bread. And I'm like, why would I pull up? To my $1,100 rent was only $1,100 then. But I was like, why would I? Right. I was like, why would I pull up to my $1,100 apartment with $1,500 shoes on? That didn't make sense to me. Mm. Like financially. So I was like, I wouldn't do that. I'm going to buy me a house first because the mortgage on at the time, my house was $80,000. No, I bought it for $60,000. And and the, the mortgage was like $300 a month. And I was like, why is everybody not doing this? I even had started a program called Smart Money Makes Money when I was waitressing for dancers and girls in the club with my financial advisor. Shout out to Xavier Peoples. He banks, he, he was a banker for Arthur, Blank, um, Arthur Blanks and all these millionaires, right? And he was a financial advisor and helping me. So I was like, let's teach these girls how to save their money, how to file taxes, how they can buy a house because there's no reason why you should be making the average dancer or somebody that works in the strip club at the time when I was waitressing uh, was bringing home 120 150 a year and and don't have a car and don't have a house that was insane to me right so it was like I'm okay with living below my means to stack up and buy this house cash buy me a car you know pay it off so I can live a better life and make sure no matter what I got a roof over my head right you it's, know? Like, it's like what's that dancer retirement plan yeah, what is your retirement right. plan? How do you get off the pole? Because you're only going to get older. There's always a new person coming in. And my in. uncles always, me and my uncles that running it, they, they used to be, rest in peace, he used to be like, don't no man want nothing old but some money, especially in this game. Like, you know what I mean? So right. it was like, after you get to a certain age in there, you become less desirable. You're making less money. You're going to get tired. Mm. You got kids and all that, like, plan for the future. That's dope. We need to talk about that program again, too. Um, yeah. That's what we said, smart money makes, we said? Smart money makes money. Smart money yeah, makes I, money. Yeah, I would bring, I definitely want to bring it back and help girls in the, in the club, whether you waitressing, dancing, even dope boys, you know what I mean? That's the trap, too. Like, learn how to transition, because there is a way to transition out of that trap. It's not forever. You could you could use the trap. You yeah. Could, you, you could come up in that joint, take your little piece before Man, it snatch you and, and use get up there. it. I'm telling you to use it. It's free money. It's so easy. There's no other place in the world that you I don't know uh, that you could walk in, no experience, no education, and leave with some money. Like right. tonight, you could leave with some cash tonight. You right. know what I mean? And don't have to do nothing weird. You right. can go in here and just dance or you know sell your drinks or whatever. Right. So, but, but you get sucked into the culture. Yeah. You gonna go blow that money on something else to make yourself look like something that what you ain't got, right? Or put your or put put the priorities of consumerism over a roof over your head, man. And now you just in the cycle, man. I remember my homegirl had to tell me I had saved up hundred k, bought a house and a car, and she was like, "Girl, why you keep wearing these wooden heels?" That's she used to go. <laughs> Buy you some nice shoes. You got some bread now. I had to like really break out of that because I wanted. I, I didn't believe. That hundred K was looking good. That hundred K was looking nice. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. No, that's so dope. That's an amazing story. So you're doing that, hustling, have being financially responsible, all while building the brand, being on the radio, leveraging your gifts, all of that, and then not even like 
um, taking the shortcuts you could have taken. Like, that's super dope. Do shortcuts exist? I feel like shortcuts don't exist. We talk about them. Shortcuts cut you short. Yeah, they cut you short. Shortcuts (laughs) cut you short. You going to pay for it either on the front end or the back end. Trap bars. Yeah, so I feel like let me just do it up front so everybody know it's already been done and it's it's paid for. It's already been paid for and sweat. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about, so you talked about some of your upbringing, right? Mom's entrepreneur, getting it in. Um, You have siblings, only child? No, I have an older sister. She's nine years older than me. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, you go through your journey in life. Uh, let's talk about your trap transition, mm-hmm. right? So you was almost getting sucked in, you said, to yeah. the waitressing. You got some choices to make. So here you are, transformed from big girl to baddie. Right. Right? <laughs> you're on, you're on uh, uh, Bay of the Week, Model of the Week. You're on videos. Instagram model, like what a lot of girls and young girls aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Like literally in this day and age, yeah. a lot of girls, teenagers, et cetera, are aspiring to be that sought after because of that rush of those likes, of mm-hmm. those DMs, of those comments, and all that adrenaline rush of people like admiring yeah. you, right? Yeah. Um, so you could have got sucked into that and just being a vixen and just being a model. Right, 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 and, right. And, right. And, and, and blowing money on that and just looking at spending good. What was the aha moment from the club? And just through that lifestyle, what was the aha moment that, you know, that one day, that one time, that one moment of instance where it was like, yo, I know, um, change the trajectory. Like, I know y'all not boxing me in. I'm, I'm about to here. For me, I'm trying to think. Dang, that's a good question, Jay. Nobody ever asked me that. Woo, woo. <laughs> Interviewer. Yeah, I'm like, what was that aha moment? I want to say it was Tasha giving me that speaker, speaking role. They let me know, like, oh, wait, all those dreams you had as a little girl, you can do them. You mm-hmm. have connections, you know? Because at that point, I knew all the rappers. You know what I mean? I already had my foot in radio, and I'm like... You could turn up. I could really do anything. Like, wait a minute. She just put me in a movie, and I never did any. I never took an acting class. I never did, you know? Right. So it was like, oh, all it take, I got the hustle. All it take now is a little skill, a little training. Mm-hmm. So that's what made me. And then I ran into Will Packer. Where did I run into? I ran into him at this random bar. And we. it was our birthday. His birthday is like right around my birthday. So it's like a group of people. We're all at the bar just taking. And who's drinks. Will Packer for those who don't know? Will Packer is an amazing producer um, here in, well, not here in Atlanta. He's worldwide. But he's produced Girls Trip, um, a lot. I think Think Like a Man, a lot of amazing movies. But <clears throat> I spoke to Will Packer and I was like, why do y'all use um, L.A. talent versus Atlanta talent? And he was like, well, Atlanta, y'all not trained. Y'all just got the culture. Mm. But y'all not skilled. And I was like, hmm, well, if I got the culture, all I'm missing is the skill. Let me go get the skill. And so I think for me, it was it was him saying that, Tasha put me in that movie, and then I reached out to Tasha and said, hey, I want to come train in, at your class in L.A., but I'm going to be traveling back and forth. I really can't afford it. She gave me basically a scholarship to come train at her school. And I went once by myself. Completely by myself, uh, took did like a day trip, went to class and came back. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna take a break from the front. I had to trick myself mm. out of the trap. Okay, <laughs> okay. Trap tricks. Trap tricks. I had to trick myself. I said, you know what? I'm gonna just do 
Because I had never missed the holiday. This is my family club, so I never missed the holiday working. I had every every New Year's Eve, every, like, so Thanksgiving. you always in the strip club. I was always there getting the bread. I was a slave to that dollar. Mm. So I was a slave to the trap at this right. point. I'm thinking the trap, I'm using trap. Trap using me at this point, okay? <laughs> so I'm like, I needed, I just needed a break after that birthday. I was like, I just need a break. I'm about to, I went to her class, and I said, you know what? I'm going to take 30 days off. I, I've been working here since I was 15. At this point, that's almost 15 years at, at that point. It was like 12. I was like, I'm going to take 30 days off. I took 30 days off. 30 days turned into 45 days. And then after the 40, and, I, and, and not only did I take 30 days off from the flame, I said, I'm not going in no strip club. Mm. I really had to treat it like a drug. Right, like, <laughs> I am detoxing from the strip club for 45 days. I miss my mom's birthday party in the flame and everything. Wow, you yeah. said mine. Like, I can't come I'm... to this party this year. I've been there every other year. We're going out to eat with the family. I'll catch you at that. I'm not coming to there. I cannot. Mm. I'm doing 45 days. I really had to practice that. Trap transition. That And that, I, I even YouTube the process. I talked about it. But I, um, after that 45 days, I just was like, the confidence that I had in myself after going to LA and seeing like the opportunities that had unfolded in just that little bit of time, meeting Will Packer, Tasha, all that, I was like, I got I can't go back. If mm -hmm. I go back, I'll never leave. Right. I knew that was that was the moment where I was like, I just gotta keep going. I you just wouldn't gotta... be you today, you'd be this strip club no. version of Brie. Yeah. I would still be very very Atlanta, like still, I'm still Atlanta, you know. But just stuck in that, I didn't, in that I, box. yeah, in that box, the Atlanta and trap. You can't, yeah, the Atlanta trap. Like you can't really exceed at what you want to do or excel at what you want to do until you take a leap of faith. It was that leap of faith. That leap of faith changed my whole life. So you were flying from Atlanta to LA every week. Every week. Every week. Monday. Like, like a bus trip. Like right <laughs> on a four-hour flight. Right for acting class. For acting class. So the first. Eight months, I did, I would do day trips. I would go, I would get on the red eye, the first six o'clock flight, um, I think it's like 5.45, that goes, leaves Hartsfield to LAX. Um, I would get a rental. I would get like these mystery, I would do like the, the manager special. It would always be a minivan for some reason, <laughs> for like $30 a day. And then um, go to acting class. I would shoot content. I was already doing content. I would get go do like a shoot a week's worth of content in like three hours, then go to class. Class will be over at 10. I would be heading from 10, from 10 p.m. I would get to LAX and get on that 1240 flight. Be back in Atlanta by 5 a.m. Day trip. So a full day trip. I did that for six to eight months. Sometimes I would get called um like like the flight, I might be booked or I might miss the flight. I would be sleeping. I done slept in LAX. I done slept in in rental cars. I didn't, I, I didn't head, because, you know, LAX ain't like Hartsville. It shut down. Right. So I done had to hide in the back. Like, I done did some wild. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so then my mom was like, look, I don't feel as comfortable with you doing that back and forth like that. So I had to get me a spot in L.A. Um, so then I would kind of try to stay, like, I would do maybe, like, Monday, Tuesday in L.A., and I would come back to Atlanta, because I was on radio on Sunday. Wow. So I had to be back in Atlanta by Sunday, at least, Saturday yep. and Sunday. And this was you chasing your, your acting dream. Yep. I did that for two and a half years before... To get skilled. Yep, to get skilled, before the pandemic hit. That's awesome. Yep, COVID shut it down, and now everything virtual. I'm like, well, where was y'all at when <laughs> I was paying all this money to go back and forth? Right. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so that, was, so that was an amazing trap transition. So you got focused, uh, these moments of other people kind of awakening you, and what I found... And shout out the future. I do got to shout out the future because future has told me, like, one time, he was like, so what you want to do? Like, you got this personality and everything, but I know you just don't want to be a waitress. Like, 
you better than that. And mm. I'm like, he was the first person that said that before Tasha, before Will Packer. And I was like, really? Like, you think I'm better than that? Like, at yeah. that point, I was so used to the flame being... Right, this is you, a baddie in a club, waitressing, and, and, and one of the most infamous strip club uh, kings in, in, in the world no, for future. Sure. yeah. It's telling you, not like real you win, like, yo, like, nah, yeah, he he's saying, like, like, you better than this. He was asking me, like, what's your plan? Mm. And I didn't have one. And I'm like, well, I don't know, you know, my family on the flame. So he was like, nah, I feel like you, you bigger than that. Right, what's your plan? Yeah, what, <laughs> what's your plan? I was like, oh, well, I didn't think I needed one. Let me, let me go to, you know, and then the music videos and all that stuff started. And then Tasha and Will Packer came along and put those little gems. So it was, it was other people seeing it in me first. Wow. Really, before I saw it in myself. That's amazing. I want to um, say to anybody that's caught in a strip club trap or any related trap of fast cash money or the trap of um, Instagram, models, vixens, all those kind of things that kind of come from just like... Uh, instant gratification. Yes. The instant gratification, especially when it comes to like... Uh, what's it? It's, it's the adrenaline, but it's... um. Some people are like admiring you and picking you up and just like that that whole thing. Like a is, dopamine. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big it's a big drug, right? Um, anybody in that, um, I want to ask you, and, and if you know someone in that trap, ask them, text them today, what's your plan? Like, what's your exit strategy? Right? Because you can't do it forever, right? Those are those okay. are jobs you can't do forever. You can't be a drug dealer forever. You can't. It's impossible. You gotta have an exit strategy, right? You can't be a stripper forever. You gotta have an exit strategy. So we wanna challenge you all. Um, to that, I'm um, here today on how to beat the trap. So, okay, so, man, you got a lot, <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on. Amazing journey. Um, so now I, I, I got you in a trap seat. Okay. So, in the trap seat, we want to talk about um, just uh, uh, first and foremost, trap blown. Right? It's kind of a, a game we play. Trap blown. Trap blown. Right. Okay. So listen, so trap blown is we want. You already blew my mind just with many of the stories. <laughs> In this journey, right, correct. <laughs> We're going to blow the trap up. Right, right, right. <laughs> Many of the stories that you already shared. I mean, the fact that you are an actress, you were already in a, a, a TV or, or film before you ever even... Took classes. Took classes in acting, <laughs> right. but then found intentionality. But I think intentionality is what you really did. You were intentional about, like, yo, I'm out of here. Um, but were a waitress in the strip club. Lost what forty five pounds to yeah. become this model, fixing dancer, all this, all these things, and now in your entrepreneur journey and brand journey, and now producing films, right? It's just like a level up, um, an amazing level up. So uh, we're gonna play a few different trap blown scenarios. Okay. And you mentioned something about LAX. I kind of want to hear about that. So yeah. trap blown is this: blow our minds and tell us first. We're gonna start with this: blow our minds and tell us one of the most amazing or best experiences that you've had in your life and on your journey. Like something that's just like, yo, I can't even believe I'm here with them or I just did this or this just happened to me. God. I feel like I done had so many, but I'm trying to think. I think for me, it it might have, the first moment I had like that that I can always think about and I actually like went home and journaled about it was... <laughs> was journaled? Yeah, like I was so... It was because I was a, a heavier girl and just... And when I lost the weight, you know, just feeling unseen mm -hmm. by guys and rappers and celebrities. But again, Future was one of the first people that saw me. And so just, we had a really Shout good... Shout out to Future. Future was like... That was one of my Future good friends. Future got vision. Yeah, he did, he did. And I was in the studio with him when he made, um, 
it was a song with Drake, but I heard him lay down his verse. And that, and when it came out, I was like, I can't believe I was in the studio. Like, like when I heard them play Drake part, and then, so that part, I was like, dang. And of course, I was there with some other baddies that I had brought, you know what I'm saying? For the, <laughs> for the you know, in entertainment. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, dang, I can't believe I'm in this environment, like, with these people, and I'm being seen. I'm not just the... Invisible girl. Yeah. Hold, it, hold the phone. Right, right. Doing something weird. Like, I was there. I was part of it. So I was like, that was an amazing experience for me. Um... And that, like I said, the beginning of a friendship between him and I, and that that friendship is what really was the first that sparked my belief that I could be something bigger. Now, you've been pretty conservative and smart with money, but has there been one time where you blew a bag where you're like, you know what, I need to treat myself, and I'm going to just let it go on this so... one? Give, give, me, give, give us a blown bag story. Like, oh. where you just... You... Okay, so one time, this is after I had my little money saved, um... I was in sex here in Atlanta, and I walked in the Chanel store, and this lady was like, I, I, well, the this, this Chanel part of sex, and this lady's like following me around the whole store, but like she's really like hovering, and I'm like, can, like this one, can I help you? It's right. right. <laughs> so she's like, oh, yeah, everything I'm picking up, she's kind of, like, telling me the price. And it's like, I don't need you to tell me the price of this. Like, I, like I got this. So I bought three Chanel's that day. I think I spent, like, 15000 on my like, a, like, like on my a, I put it on my American Express. I knew I got good credit too. You know, I built that up. But <laughs> I was like, let me show her that. You don't know who you're talking to. Now I did buy I spent fifteen thousand on three different Chanel's, but I took two of them back. <laughs> I took two back. Like no, I can't. I was wilding. Yeah. But you felt it that day though. Yeah, right? yeah. I was like, girl, you ain't gonna keep telling me. It don't matter. I'm not looking at the price tag, and I really had no intention of buying nothing that day. But I took. Yeah, about three. But you know, I got it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's dope. That's an amazing story. And I love how real you are, too. You're like, look, I ain't got a front. Look, I took no, two of them back. <laughs> I, took them, I took two of them back, okay? Oh, in real life. Awesome. So, okay, um, let's get into this uh, other part of our um, episode. And it's really about you being able to give some advice, which we have done the whole time. Um, looking at, like, your younger self, or somebody that might, again, be faced in any of those traps, right? It might be an obesity trap. It might be somebody that's been coming through either radio or acting, trying to be a personality as well, or someone that's an Instagram model, or certainly in the club. Um, what's some advice you would give your younger self or somebody that, that that's in that trap? What's some advice? And it's really called the trap cheat sheet. Right, right, like, right. Like, like, what's some specific advice they can do and things they can follow? Like, not just so much even if it's motivation, but like, yo, try doing this to give yourself a chance to beat the situation? So, so many I can get you on, on each level. Uh, so fitness first, it's really mindset. It's really mindset. I know we feel like our body can control, like, oh, I'm having these cravings, I can't help it. It's, but it's mindset. The moment you decide that you're not going to do that no more, you're not going to eat that, you don't buy it, don't buy it. That start there. Don't buy it in, in the bad food that you're not supposed to have. It won't be in your house. You can't eat something you don't have. Mm. Don't buy it. Bars, trap bars. <laughs> you can't eat it if it's not in the house. And I'm talking about don't buy it for your son. Don't trick and say, well, my husband, like, no, we're not eating this in this house, right? So um, find your healthy alternatives. Make up your mind. Once you really make up your mind that that's what you are going to do or not going to do, it, everything will fall in place for you. It, it, you your, your mind controls your body, not the other way around. Um, that's fitness. When it comes to 
Man, weight loss and and, and women when it, when when you're transitioning, like be confident and love your body at every stage. I feel like mm-hmm. I did not love me as much then as I do now, but I'm the parts of me that I love the most now I had then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like love you at every stage. Um, I think as women, we put so much pressure on ourselves with like how we're supposed to look and what. And and you're never, even even with looking like the vixen that I look like now, I still have the days where I'm like, girl, you need to lose 10 pounds. You know what I mean? You're all, because we're women, you're always going to feel like that. So you might as well love yourself throughout that journey. Uh-huh. Um, the strip club... To every dancer, waitress, everybody in there. And I feel like dope boys, we go, y'all go right along. We yep. we the female, the strip clubs, anybody that work in a strip club is like a female dope boy to me. Like it's the same thing, fast money, fast paced lifestyle. You have to save your money. All these clothes, money depreciates, clothes um lose their value. You know what I mean? But make sure you build in special certain relationships. Utilize that every, especially in the strip club. Everybody and anybody come through there. And it's not a coincidence that they in your section or you dancing for them. And if you meet them, if you know them, make those connections. Don't be afraid or ashamed of where you are right now. Because I made a lot of connections then that still look out for me to this day. Um, make those connections. Save your money. Invest your money. Um, buy a house. Build your credit up while you can. You are never, when I tell you, you are never going to see money like that again. Like like how easy it comes, how fast. So it's like you might as well make it work for you. Right. You know what I mean? Like I built my credit up during that time. I graduated college debt free. Like those are things that th- the money is gone, but they can't take those pieces away from me. You know what I mean? Right. So do things like that that can set up your future. Um, Jay is always talking about real estate, but when I tell y'all that's the best thing I did was buy the first and the most the best investment I made in my life was purchasing a house at 22 years old. Buy a piece of property, even if you don't know what to do with it, because they're not making no more land. They not. They gonna make some more Jordans in in the next month. <laughs> they gonna make some more Chanel's or red bottoms or whatever you like. They gonna keep making that. They not making no more land. Buy um buy some land. Invest in yourself. Um and and it's okay. You can transition out. I think that a lot of people you see and everybody that done worked in a strip club. You know you might see a girl do a throat going away party. If that was a, such a thing. I did. I never did one, and I ain't been back. But it's so many people that do going away parties that come back. But mm. you know why? Because they so caught up on the I'm leaving, I'm leaving. I can't wait to show y'all I'm out. But they don't have a plan. It's okay if your plan not loud. Like mm. create a plan. Trap bars. Yeah, create that plan. Execute. And it's okay to do them simultaneously. So I didn't I, I didn't leave the strip club and then get in radio and then get in acting. I was working at the strip club and 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 got in radio and got in acting. So it's the same thing as like a somebody working a nine to five. I wouldn't tell I wouldn't never tell nobody who working a nine to five. Just quit your nine to five and then start being an entrepreneur. Right. Like, start it now. Yeah, so when you leave, you already got that ball rolling. You know what I mean? So you're not just starting from, because starting from zero is scary, no matter what you're doing or what stage in life you are. So start while you already got the momentum of something else. You got that money funding in. You got something that can, like, jumpstart whatever your, whether you want to do teeth whitening or body contouring, whatever you want to do, you right. can start it while you're there. Use Everybody that you have connections with to, like, be your resources. Right. You know what I mean? Um, 
Yeah, I could go on and on, Jay. That's a super trap cheat sheet. If you got anything else, give it to him. What I just kind of pulled from that was like, what I think any dope boy, stripper, dancer, whatever could do, any fast money getter, is to your point, like, the relationships you make, yeah. right, in, in that industry. Like, even for dope boys, you go in and spend all this money on cars and jewelry and all those kind of things, but what kind of relationship are you making outside of being a consumer? Yeah, Can you yeah. do business with that person later for your exit strategy? So, like, develop, work on simultaneously an exit strategy the whole time you're selling dope, and we want you to stop eventually yeah. for your own freedom and for your family livelihood. Um, same thing on the, um, um, in the clubs. So it's like, yo, work on your plan simultaneously. One of the biggest things you can invest in with fast money is your credit. Thanks. That's one of the best flips you can make. Imagine yeah. taking making a thousand dollars a day cash, but you paying off your debt. You're getting secure credit cards. You're getting secure loans. You're building up your credit while you're doing that. And now that two, three thousand, five thousand you put into your credit is now a fifty thousand dollar credit line. Right. That's a crazy flip. That's ten times your money of yeah. just access to other people's money and credit that you can constantly use again. Right. And that could be a two hundred fifty thousand dollar credit line or credit card. So a dancer. Build your credit. Credit. Build right? your credit. That's the easiest thing you it's, can do. It's fake money. It's paper money that you can use to exit. Like I tell right. dope boys. Um, I know how to, but I'll never tell you because I ain't going to the feds. I know how to wash money and clean money, but I'm not going to tell you. Right. But what I can tell you is this. If you're a dope boy trying to exit the dope game, you can build your credit. Yeah. Whatever you do with your dope money, you put that up. You do whatever you do with that. You can literally exit the dope, the dope game just off leveraging your credit. That's Thanks. clean money. Thanks. Credit is clean money for you to start your business, to start your record label, to start your whatever. You and never I'm gonna do touch one better money. for you. Not even just clean money, but that's what's going. That's what kept me afloat. Cause you know acting gigs come and go. You know when you this a whole nother hustle I went into. So while I'm hustling, I still got mortgage bills to pay. I got like all that. You can use. You can. I lived off my credit card because I had great credit. And then paid it off and make sure you're still paying it off every month with the money that you had saved. So I'm not running through my cash savings. I'm using other people's money Correct. to survive while I'm getting using my savings to invest or, you know, keep every keep all my balances low. But use if I hadn't had great credit, I would have probably been hungry a long time ago. <laughs> so listen, a, 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 an intentional plan, um, invest in your credit and keep track of the relationships you're making while you're still in the trap. Those relationships could be, could be the same relationships you use when you come out of the trap. Thanks. So I think that's a super trap cheat sheet that Queen Bree Renee just gave us right now. Queen, um, you dropped some gems, some trap <laughs> bars, mad inspiration. Hopefully. Some funny stories. Right. All, all of that. Um, we covered like three or four traps today. We did. Um, where can folks uh, find you, whether it be men, women, whatever, be empowered by you, find you, support your, your waist trainer, your lines, your products, any of that? Where can they get that? Yes, yeah, so make sure you follow me on all social media at Breeze the Name, and that's Bree with an I, S-T-H-E-N-A-M-E. So Bree, B-R-I-S-T-H-E-N-A-M-E. And um, yeah, follow my line, Higher Being Society. I have a waist trainer um, that I sell, and as well my fitness book, when I tell you all my secrets on how I lost 45 pounds and maintained it in the page, in the community that I'm building, is just about us all evolving into the very best versions of ourselves, no matter where you are in your journey. Big girl, fine girl, dope boys, all y'all welcome. Look. <laughs> Everybody welcome. Everybody welcome. Because we all got trying to evolve into the best version of ourselves. We should be, for sure. Right. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for spending some time with me here today in the trap. I feel like I want to just keep you here. Right. I'm just, always around, you know. Just, just keep pulling out gems and, and, and game. But you gave us a lot today. I super appreciate you, Queen. Thanks thank for you. having me on yes. season one. You already know. Uh, I had to. The trap. Come on, I had man. to be breathing Nate from the A in the trap. Look. All right, guys. Y'all all, all um, support Queen Bree. Um, we're going to see what we can do for her as well. 
And you all make sure you stay tuned. Share this. Share this podcast. Subscribe on all channels, all platforms, social media, etc. And I'll see you on the next episode of How to Beat the Trap in Real Life. Hey, Peace Family Real Estate Pioneer, Jay Morrison, coming to you live from the Black House. Uh, why haven't you got your first of its kind video textbook, excuse me, interactive video textbook experience, the 12-step real estate crash course. This book will make you a real estate power player in real life with over six and a half hours of video lessons with 290 pages of real workbook experiences, tests, quizzes, assessments that give you the skill set, mindset, and formulas needed to dominate in real estate and be a power player in any part of the industry in real life. Homeowner, realtor, wholesale, landlord, flipper, developer, don't matter. You need this book. Your family needs this book. Go tap in the link right now for your for your interactive first of its kind video textbook experience in real life tap in 12stepvideotextbook.com